Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a book, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. For a fresh new start And they never will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Good morning everyone, this is going to be exciting We have Iris Johansson on Spotlight today And we're going to talk about Two phenomenal books that I couldn't put down once I got them in front of me, A Face to Die For and Captive. And in this one, we meet archaeologist Riley Smith, who has been obsessed with Helen of Troy. We're going to learn more since she's a small girl. And the second one I'll tell you about after we talk to the first one. So, hi, Iris, (laughs) and welcome back. I'm so excited. This is, like, so cool. Thank you so much. It was was fun writing them. And uh, I I, I admire you for for tackling both of them in one show. (laughs) Not not a problem. It's a pleasure. This is is my fun. I actually enjoy doing this, and I act two in one. This is really cool. So what made you decide to write? First of all, the title itself, A Face to Die For. How did you create the opening scene, and why Helen of Troy? Well, Helen of Troy has uh, always been fascinating to me, uh, and everybody knows the, the general uh, story behind her. But you know, was it a myth or was it the truth? So I thought, mm. why not send Riley Smith out to find out? That that is amazing because you know what? How many people like Riley? Tell us about Riley. How did you create her? Because I like her. She doesn't take any prisoners. She just lets you know what she's thinking. All the time. And it gets her in trouble yep. quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, she number one, she's very, very bright. Uh, she's an archaeologist. And uh, she's the uh, daughter of a very famous archaeologist who actually dragged her all around the world because he was uh, obsessed with Helen of Troy. And uh, she, and she uh, uh, under, understood his passion uh, very early in her life, like when she was five or six, and then she became just as uh, obsessed as he was. Uh, and uh, it, she's... Um, She's different uh, than any other uh, of my heroines. I'm sure you know that. And she uh, and she was great, great fun to write. She's very, very interesting to write because she's so different and yet the same as some of the other characters that I that I love reading about. So I can't wait to see if you're going to pair them up a little bit. That'll be cool. <laughs> so. Tell us about Novak. Who is he? 
Well, Novak, uh, he, he really a- appeared in, uh, in a- an earlier book uh, that uh, I wrote, and he he's actually a, uh, a-, a CIA guy, and uh, uh, he helps with uh, this story. But the main character in it, of course, and I'm sure you mm. know, is Morgan Cade. Uh, yep. And Morgan Cade, he's uh, half Robin Hood and half Indiana Jones. And uh, he always uh, is uh, both amazed and uh, uh, has to... Uh, uh, go after uh, heroin constantly. She, she's, there's just something about him, but he's he's tough. He's a combination of a whole bunch of different people, and you don't want yes, to mess with is. this guy. He's, no way. And isn't you that don't the kind want to of mess guy with you him. want to read about? Yeah. yeah definitely, and and well, wait till he, wait till Riley meets him. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, what is her objective? Now, I love Eve Duncan. She's my favorite. I've read every single book you've written from the beginning, mm-hmm. all of them, including The Ugly Duckling. Everyone. Seriously. It, and about Eve Duncan? What is Riley's objective, she, and why does she want? Why does she need Eve? What does she need her for? Well, uh, if she finds the lost tomb. Uh, mm. The uh, face has to be rebuilt, right? And mm-hmm. who is best to rebuild it? Anita Duncan, who is uh, the foremost uh, sculptor in the world. Mm. I've always wondered how somebody does that because I read so many, you know, murder mysteries and stuff, and how they recreate. The skull, and I guess there are people that actually do that. Which, do that what she does? Oh, that that would be that would be fascinating just to watch it. That's so amazing. Yeah. And they uh, they, they do things coming out all the time. Yeah, no. My my niece is going for that for criminal defense and crime criminology and data analysis and all that. She's doing all that. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So. Why is Eve in Mildara, and why is Joe somewhere else? Right. Well, Eve and and Joe separated because of a conflict that they had, which was um, quite a deadly conflict. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were they were separating temporarily, but you notice that they're constantly in touch with each other. Yeah. They can't separate ever. They cannot kill those two off. That would be very bad. I love Joe. That would be very bad. I know. I know. Well, Joe, has, I, I, has, Joe has his own website, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you know, because I won't tell you who. One of the one of the authors who I love killed off a main character. So the the primary character, protagonist, no longer has a boyfriend. And I, I cried for the first 20,000 pages. I was like, how could you do this? How did you get rid of him? He's perfect. It's just, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. She has dreams about him. It's not the same. So, who is Stan Smith? Oh, he's he's uh, 
uh, Riley Smith's uncle, and he's he's fun, uh, and yeah. uh, uh, he helps her out a lot, uh, and and yet you you know that uh, he he's not the most perfect guy in the world, but you know that that that's that's fine, that's fine. He's he's uh he's good for her. Well, he keeps her in check, but nobody really keeps her in check. She keeps herself however she wants. So no way. <laughs> I, 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 at times I would say, I can't believe you did that, Riley. I can't believe you had the guts to do that. Yeah, I would do that. So what is the she, one thing about her is if she wants to know something, doesn't matter what happens or how what it is, she's gonna get. She's gonna find out. She's gonna learn. She doesn't care. Yes, she does. And, That's and, like and you'll notice that Morgan Cade is, uh, is, yeah. is perfect with her because uh, he's the same way, uh, and, uh, and and yet uh, totally different. He doesn't take any guff from her, but she doesn't take any guff from him either. Good for her. No way. Which we get to Caleb and Jane, you'll find out more. So what is the history <laughs> behind... Behind why Riley wants, why does she want the construct, reconstruction of Helen or Eleni? And what did she learn about her when she was younger? Actually, uh, she, she, what she really wants to know is if uh, Helen is, is a myth or if mm. she was really Helen of Troy. And if, if Troy actually existed, or if it was some sort of a, a, a city that that was just uh, uh, in the minds of the great poets of the time. Mm. This is like, she's like, it's so interesting, though, because people really don't know if she was real or not, and everybody wants to believe that she was, she existed. It's more fun to think that she was real, I guess. So what about her father? And what role did he play? What 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 happened to him? Uh, actually, he was he's the uh, main plot point in the beginning of the book because yeah uh, he was murdered by by uh, Tomb Raiders, and after that, Riley Smith was on her own and having to uh, go after the bad guys as well as her hunter. Oh, well. So the President of the United States, where does he come into this? Actually, uh, he's the villain of the piece. I know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a very bad guy. And uh, uh, he, he is uh, uh, actually Eve's prime uh, bad guy. Uh, and uh, he's uh, after Eve, which uh, mm. really makes it interesting because uh, not only was Riley Smith uh, have uh, her own uh, uh, people to be, be out to be careful with, but uh, if she teams up with Eve Duncan, who at this time, uh, even Eve and Joe are uh, on the, the run from... Uh, uh, this horrible, horrible president of the United States. Da da. <laughs> that that's scary. 
Because it could happen, can it? <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, I know there are some presidents that we could have lived without, and some presidents that still, some people that want to try it again, and hopefully you never know, God forbid. <laughs> it's it's scary when a politician who has all this power can destroy so many, you know, so many people. That's horrible. That's what made the story more yes, interesting. Yes, it is. You know? So Morgan Cade, he's, he's a company, he's a whole bunch. I mean, he's got a little bit of Seth Caleb in him. He's got a whole bunch, a little bit of Joe, and he's got a, a whole lot of um, the one that Jesse McCartney was going over, Jason. He's got a whole bunch of them. He's got like a combination of a whole bunch of people. So how come he's now part of the team, and how come they're all in danger? Well, they're all in danger because of what they're doing. And, yeah, uh, I know. And, and, and if I did it right, then... Uh, the uh, uh, it's going it's exciting and he is uh, the reason he's after uh, them is because of Riley Smith it's because of mm-hmm. the lost treasure it's and it's because uh, he also has uh, he he's an archaeologist also among his mm-hmm. many many talents and uh, he's fascinated by what she's trying to do. Yeah, I know. She's, you know, I'm looking at the book I have it in front of me. What happens when Riley and McC- and um, McC- and uh, Morgan come in contact with each other? How do they get along? Because they're they're too cool. Well, to, to start off with, uh, uh, Riley's mm. not at all sure that she wants Morgan uh, mm. Kate, but because he does have so much power, and so, uh, and uh, she, she decides that that she needs him in in order to uh, protect herself and Eve from everything that's going on around them. And uh, so she uh, she uh, gives in uh, after uh, some uh, discussion and argument. And then, um, uh, then they have to learn how to get along with each other. Well, it's not so easy when it comes to two stubborn people, but you never know. Now, this this was a surprise. Who is Jill, and how does her visit change things? I'm sorry. What? Who is Jill? Jill, yeah. How come she came oh, to Jill. visit Eve? Well, she's an old friend of Eve, uh, actually from another book, and uh, yeah. she uh, and she's also uh, Novak's lover, and uh, that uh, that's one of the reasons that that she appeared in the book and 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 helped out. But mostly it's because uh, she's uh, E's friend and also Riley Smith. So she actually gets them together. I'm not going to give away any more than that. This is so cool. No, we won't. So <laughs> how, does, how does she create the reconstruction? How do they find the sarcophagus? And, and how does she create the, the face? How does Eve know that 
that's really, or maybe not really, Helen of Troy. How does she know that it's that she's right? Because that's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy, and there's no way I'm going to tell those, those readers out there how it happened. Because no, we can't uh, tell them anything. There are that, people listening, by the way. Spoil it for them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you know it too. <laughs> it would spoil it for them. But uh, yeah, I know. Uh, we worked it out, didn't we? They worked it out. You know what? It's really amazing because I said the the only thing that I was missing, I said, was trying to look up a picture to see what it would actually look like. <laughs> I go like. There's no picture. <laughs> so, so sad. I said, like, what What does it really look like at the end? Yeah, Because, it, well, you know, you just want to know she worked so hard to create this. And I'm saying, like, okay, do you get you out of I want to find out what it looks like. So I didn't ask this question on my paper, but where does Michael come into this? Does he get involved at all? This kid is so cool. No, well, Michael is – Michael does not uh... – Come into it. He's, he's Eve's son, of course. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring him into it because let's face it, not really. This, this story is just so chock full of stuff that that if Michael had come in too, it would have been too too confusing. Well, how does Joe so, feel so about he, that? So he's doing in this? school. He's well, in school. Joe, That's good because he Joe, needs to get his A's. What does Joe think absolutely. about this whole thing? Uh, Joe is involved very in, by by the middle of the book, as you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he joins Eve. So uh, and 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 they're off together to solve all the problems of the world, including the nasty president. Well, that's that. We're not going to tell whether they do that or not. So. How do, oh, you brought in, how come you brought in Diane in this one? You mm-hmm. brought her in. I have mixed feelings well, I about her. To, I don't know I, about I, Eve, but I'm not crazy about her either. I, I had to bring in Diane because uh, she's, uh, uh, she is uh, Joe's ex-wife. And I know. She is also, <laughs> I know, oh, I know, and. Eve, uh, but Eve is now friends with Diane because Diane is trying to save the world, and we always like people who save the world, right? Uh huh. I don't know. I wouldn't trust her around Joe either. (laughs) I wouldn't trust her around Joe. No. (laughs) It is is true that that uh, Diane still has some feelings for Joe, but they they that they never acknowledge it, do they? And uh, no. because he, because they know that, that that Eve is everything to him. Well, if he tries, I think Eve will take care of her and she won't even need anybody to help at all, <laughs> ever. <laughs> so we have a few more questions for this one, and then I've got tons for Captive, because Captive gets <laughs> even more interesting. So, what what lessons do they learn at the at the end result of this? And what would Riley say? Was it worth it? Yes, Riley would say it it was more than worth it because she uh, she's now satisfied and she's accomplished what she needed to do 
and um, it it's uh, it it was almost a lifelong uh, task for her to do this, and uh, and and she she completed it. Well, it's like a promise she made to herself, and she wasn't going to stop until she fulfilled the promise, sort of. And it was right. sort of even like, from even like a promise to her bro- her father, sort of, in a sense too. Right, Which and was really interesting. And she was so involved with with uh, uh, Helen of Troy all through her through her life that it mm-hmm. it became almost like a promise to Helen of Troy, right? Yep, it did. Yep, it's almost well. And parts of it, you actually hear. She thinks she hears her voice in her own way. She sort of like speaks to her, and it's it, that that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it it it's a, it's a dream, but uh, yeah, it's uh, but but it's uh, it, it lets the uh, reader know exactly what what uh, Riley is thinking. And why it's so important to her. Well, you guys have to read a face to die for, because it's it's really cool. But I have a few more questions. The cover. How did you decide the cover on this one? This is really cool. So if that's is that I'm, Riley on the front, or is that's not Eve? That's he, Riley on the front. That's Riley, and I love the cover. Don't you? I, I, just, this uh, is so cool. Yeah, that's what got me, and. When it came in, came in my mail. Finally, when when Bookmail brought it, I just sat down and said, "Okay, I got to read this real fast." And of course, the title fits. It's, it's perfect. The title is perfect. But how did who how, you picked the cover yourself, right? I know that you nobody picks your covers. You do. Yeah. I know. Yep, I do. And it's <laughs> uh, and and I uh, she it's it's just Riley uh, and. Uh, if you notice the, you know the other details, and, yeah. and everything, uh, it's just I, I thought the cover was perfect. I think that the artist did a fantastic job on it. They and, did, and it's, something, did it. it's something you'd really like to have in, in your library. That's why this one's not getting given away. You see, my, my dermatologist calls me every couple of weeks, like he did the other day. And he said, "What do you got for my wife?" I said, "Well, you're not getting this one." <laughs> I I I gave him fifty books the other day, and for that I for that if I don't for that I don't have to wait for an appointment. I walk in, and just put it right in because she brought me books. He wanted he wanted yours, <laughs> but he also, he wanted Daniel uh, Daniel Silver's new one. So I had to give him get him that one and a whole bunch more. <laughs> it's like otherwise I can't come. He says so. Where do you see Riley next, and where do you see Eve next? Then we're going on to the next well, I, one. Question. Well, uh, I uh, I see Riley and Eve together, and mm. uh, and I think I've got an an idea for a, a, a sort of unique uh, adventure for them, and so. Oh. Um, that's 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 next year. <laughs> I know you got two. This now, this one everybody was out on June fourteenth, and I put it out on my Facebook wall and everywhere. 
The review is out there. It's got 27 stars. Seriously? Uh, <laughs> I, I will post. <laughs> this one's coming out next month, right, in September Captive. So I can't post yeah. it yet. They told me to wait. I'm being so good. So we've got the, I've got the promo in front of me. Jay McGuire is enjoying a periodic domestic bliss as she focuses on her art and her partner. He's so hot. Seth Caleb uses his unique abilities oh, yes, as an is. agent for the M16 Intelligence Service. I would love to see him and, and the other one and Morgan together. But when Seth crosses crime lord Hugh Bowden, oh God, he incurs the wrath of one of the most powerful criminal empires, one whose tentacles reach across the globe and even to the idyllic Scottish retreat where Jane is working. And Jane becomes a target. And that's all I could say. And, of course, I love uh, John Earl McDuff because he's really cool. But I think if he could get rid of Seth to, Seth to Kate Jane, he probably would. <laughs> I, get, I get that feeling. So Jane and Seth but. join forces to unlock the puzzle. But, you know, what? the question is, Sometimes, how, do, how does he, 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 she's on the run, but tell us a little bit about this one. But Jane, she's a force to be reckoned with in this one even more than before. You made her even more, even stronger, and even Seth doesn't mess with her anymore, ever. Well, you know, you have to, because Jane's been around for a long time, and she is, she's Eve's daughter, and, uh, and let's face it, she, she's a wonderful artist, but she has um, so much else going for her. And uh, and she's smart. And and let's face it, she and Seth have been at odds and yet mm, passionately in love for <clears throat> for a, a lot of books. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And so he, um, it, uh, when I decided to write this particular book, I wanted it to, to be uh, everything uh, that would suit both of them, and <clears throat> and I wouldn't dare not make Jane as uh, as good and as smart as she is, because. Mm. Uh, Seth Caleb, come on. I get more fan mail from Seth Caleb than uh, uh, anyone really? except Joe. Really? Yeah. They, everybody loves Seth Caleb. So uh, uh, he has to be wonderful, and Jane has to, to match him every step of the way. Well, everybody would love to have Seth Caleb, especially if they're not well, and he could cure them. <laughs> but if he doesn't like you, he's going to uncure you. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a lot of people wish that that what you invented for him and created for him would be real. I, I know I would. It's like, can you fix this problem, Seth? I, I guess he could fix just about any medical problem if he really wants to. But for yeah, Jane, but you know, you have to go through her. So why why is she on the run? Why is she there? And tell us about McDuff and his relationship with Jane. She's got him under control too. <clears throat> Don't go! Don't, don't be fooled, people. Well, she does. Um, he he's um, uh, they've been together for a long time too. Uh, uh, way way back uh, when she 
when she first uh, uh, was uh, investigating uh, the the startup of uh, the uh, that wonderful woman from Herculaneum, and uh, so uh, and she discovered it that that uh, it, uh, the that she was a, a uh, he was uh, the Earl was involved with her, and then mm. he went on and on and on. And they they at, at first there was a little bit of sexual tension between them, but that disappeared mm. and over the years, and they became very very good friends. And he thinks that he thinks that she's uh, a relative of his now. Yeah, because she and and he 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 wants to take care of her, and because Seth Caleb is <clears throat> is sort of wicked sometimes. Uh, mm. he, he he he's not sure that that he wants her to be around Seth Caleb. Uh, but but since Jane is passionately in love with him, and and he with her. Uh, the Earl doesn't have a chance of getting, uh, of persuading her not to, right? I wouldn't. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, don't even go. First of all, I don't. I think if they came to a physical whatever, or contact or whatever, I think that the Earl would not make it because nobody messes with Seth. From what you could read, when you read in this book, you'll know. You don't want to find out. Seriously. He's, he's nobody you want to come up in contact with to have, to have a physical fight or anything else because you're not going to win. So Seth Caleb and Jane have a really close relationship, but he feels that he has to protect her, but she doesn't quite, you know, create feel that way. She feels she could protect herself, and yet he, he feels he's, he has this strong affinity to protect her. How come? Especially now. Come on, come on. He's he's wildly in love with her, and he doesn't want anything to happen to her. And uh, yes, he would like to accept that she could take care of herself because she's mm-hmm. independent, and Seth appreciates that. But on the other hand, uh, it's it's his instinctive uh, guidance that leads him to say no. I need to protect you because most a lot of the times when Seth uh, gets into trouble, uh, mm. Jane gets into trouble too. And naturally, Seth would feel guilty about that, wouldn't he? That's true. And the guy that's after him wants to go after her. Uh, he's not too right. smart to do that. So <laughs> the the conversations between them are interesting, really interesting that you created and I love it when she gets one over on him. It's even better. So why can't he come to the run? What is he doing? What's this case that he's, he's trying, working on that he can't come there? He's trying to stay away from her because he doesn't yeah. want to drag the the bad guy uh, to yeah. uh, to the run, and uh, and he so he might find out that Jane McGuire is. Uh, everything to him because then he would go after her and try to kill her. You can't do that either. We're not killing off Jane people. We're not killing off Seth. 
Otherwise, we'd be very sad. That would be horrible. But, you know, everybody gets into trouble at some time, so we see what happens. So Jane would be, um, she would be in danger. Tell us about the Fiona. How did you bring her back? I love Fiona. Too bad she's where she is. I like Fiona. <laughs> I've been talking a little bit. Uh, Fiona, uh, is the second part of this uh, mm. story about the captive, and it's yeah. because the, the book itself is a it's a modern day thriller. It's connected to a two hundred year old mystery, and it's like two love stories that are intertwined with, mm-hmm. with their own intrigue, and um, there's lots of action and and surprises, and uh, Fiona. Is is the uh, uh, woman who was uh, back in the time of uh, uh, like two hundred years ago, and um, and she's having and uh, Jane is is finding out what happened to Fiona uh, all the way through the book and uh, whether or not. Uh, her mystery was solved or not, and and yet, you know, they were actually Jane McGuire was sort of a captive in this book, and mm. so was Fiona in her time. And so, so why uh, does she she wants to know more about her, right? So she does some research. She gets obsessed with this, doesn't she? Yes, she does, uh, and she didn't. She never intended to. Because uh, Fiona uh, really looks like like uh, Jane McGuire, mm. and and that's that's why the Earl is is sure that mm. that they were related at some point, and so she's been trying to avoid it uh, because uh, she she she's so independent, our Jane, that and she's so happy with with uh, mm. Eve and Joe that she does not want to even admit that she might have some connection with this uh, English family. But now, I mean, she she needs Eve, right? So she goes home for a while. Oh. How come? She has to go home for a while. Well, because they're, they're so close. Uh, mm. uh, from the time that, that Jane was 10 years old, they've been so close to each other. And uh, and she needs Eve, and actually Eve needs her, uh, not for the same reason, but just because of of the love of family. You introduce another character that I love. Who is Sean Rowland, and how come he comes all over there. He's, he's sent for a reason. He's sent there for a reason by Seth. This guy's really cool, but he's brave to do this, let me tell you. <laughs> he's he, he sent over there to, to uh, as a sort of bodyguard. And, yeah. and Jane, Jane does not like that at all. But, but Seth can't come himself because it would draw attention to Jane. So, uh, 
he sends uh, a, a a person who who he knows will be able to take care of her, uh, and will uh, and and he does he does, but uh, oh he does they, yeah he does. <laughs> but they get together <clears throat> on uh, trying to uh, solve that. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> To uh, solve that 200-year-old mystery, and uh, that 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 was very very interesting. That he's interesting because he can do the research. He's smart. He's smart. This guy. Yes, he is, and he did uh, uh, a lot of a lot of things. Once they uh, uh, they they all got together too. Did he not? So he sent them. And of course, go on. Uh, and uh, he's he's responsible for a lot of the action and the surprises and everything, mm-hmm. and, and particularly the ending surprise. That I had a great time writing. That was a wowzer. <laughs> this was this was scary. The ending. Let me tell you, I won't give it away anybody. But oh my God, I said, how in devil. Did did this happen? And I'm going, going. Oh my God! I, I was just worried about a whole bunch of people, but I won't say who. No, and no, the no, final, the final takedown was phenomenal. That also, I say, I go like, this is so cool. Nobody's going to believe this. So, how does how does McDuff deal with 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 Roland, with him, with Roland? Well, um, he, first of all, he he doesn't uh, like him because he 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 doesn't like the idea that that Caleb thinks that he can't take care of Jane, and uh, that he sent a, a bodyguard for her, and uh, and uh, of course, uh, Roland is uh, also a, a tiny bit arrogant with with our our Earl who's. Uh, Used to people bowing and scraping in front of him, you know that how that is. Mm. And so, uh, at first they don't get along very well, but uh, gradually uh, they come together because they have to, for for Jane's sake. So who is Pilak? And he's he's close to Caleb. He's his allegiance is to Caleb. How come? Well, he's the worked with. Uh, with uh, uh, Caleb, oh, for for several books, uh, he's, mm. uh, he he gathers information, and he um, and they work together. Uh, but of course, uh, Seth Seth is the boss, always. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this guy Bodan. Uh, he Seth needs to get rid of him, right? Somebody needs to. <laughs> but he goes. He, he goes after Jane too. So you know, why does she she chance the danger? So what? Tell us about this guy, because oh God, I was nervous about him. Because actually, he's the one who uh, Seth uh, Caleb is is trying to protect her from. Yeah. Uh, because because he has a, a lot of power. And uh, he's he's a real bad guy, and uh, and a criminal, and mm. so uh, she 
uh, Seth wants to keep keep him away until uh, from her until he can get rid of him. And uh, we all know uh, Seth will be able to get rid of him, but it takes a while, you know. So he's, that, that's why he likes the idea of, of Jane uh, being uh, at Macduff's place where she can mm. be uh, safe for a while. Yeah, but she puts herself in danger and she becomes a target. So tell us about this. This was interesting, too, this basically with Fiona. Who is Pharaoh? And tell us about their relationship and how does she disappear? I like Fiona. Well, Fiona is uh, was uh, a, a lady uh, and a mm. uh, and uh, uh, her lover uh, was a, an artist uh, and um, and and of course uh, Fiona wasn't supposed to uh, fall in love with him or, or anything like mm. that. So they had to keep their relationship a secret, and uh, yet, um, and they did. But uh, there was all kinds of complications involved in it, and and that was that was part of their story. You guys got to read this. This is so cool. I mean, I got this two weeks ago. And I was praying that I would be able to read it in time. I just sat down and read it in two hours. Just sat down and read it. Couldn't put it down. I was like, oh, my God. I know Fran's going to get eye strain, but that's worth it because it was so good. And, of course, with Seth, Caleb, and Jane, some of those scenes, I go like, whoa, they're really good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so when the run is because, attacked because by drones... I know, and he's unique, I'm going to tell you, and there's only one Jane for him, and she would, if if there was ever a competition uh, and try to go after Seth, you know, with Jane there, I feel sorry for the girl. You know, we won't last, never, won't even happen. So when the run is attacked by drones, how does she, why, why does Jane have to take, um, go on the run, and what does Caleb try to do? Because Jane has become a target out of nowhere. Well, uh, she goes on the run because she's feeling guilty. That, that yeah, I know. She thinks that perhaps she that, that perhaps she drew those uh, uh, those bad guys to Macduff's place. So Macduff is is in danger, and mm. uh, his people are in danger. So she she yeah. figures that if and and she knows that Seth would will probably be coming to try to help her and he then he'll be in danger so that she thinks that the, the best thing she can do is just uh go away and 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 hide out until uh the bad guys can be vanquished now how did you decide this was really cool how did you decide to connect it to the past to sierra to sarah sierra and the treasure. That was really cool. It just came. And uh, I thought that that will be that would be a, a cool way uh and and a, a cool reason. <clears throat> so that's the way it goes. You know how that goes sometimes. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> 
that, that's sort of like, you know, brought it back and I go, wait a minute, I got to read this over again. I got to figure out. I remember, I remember that. But how does Roadland prove that he's really smart? How does he prove that he can, you know, protect Jane? Or I felt, Bill, I got nervous at one point that I saw something was going to happen to him. So how does how does he prove like he's he's useful because he's smart on the computer and research. So um, how does he how does he prove that he he's worth that that Seth made the right decision to put him to help Jane? Well, I can't tell you that because that would give it to way and the readers would get. I know. <laughs> well, just know that he's he's cool people. Um, are you going to bring you could, the final scene, the final takedown? How did without saying what it is? How did you come up with that? That was like giving me a heart stopping whatever. It uh, it it, it was, I I thought why not? And and it goes it goes with everything that happened with both of their um, adventures. The the two hundred year old one and the the modern day one. And it, why not? Why not bring it up into a kaboom? <laughs> so I did. Besides, I'm not going to say what it is, but there's a shock at the end, people. That's all I'm going to tell you. I was like, oh, my God. That was so cool. That was I'm like, well, what a, surpri- what a surprise ending. That was really cool. So the ending means that there's more. What is next for Jane? And Caleb and McDuff. What what are you going to do next for them? I I haven't come up with something yet. I will. Um, right now, uh, you know, we're we're doing the uh, 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 the Kendra book. Uh, oh, good. I, I and I have to I have to do those because uh, everybody wants to know. Watch her do her deductions, <laughs> mm. and also, um, I, I think the next one is going to be another Riley Smith, Eve Duncan. Uh, I think uh, let's. I see. I'm calling that the Survivor. I think. Oh, but, that sounds uh, really good. But the that uh, sounds Kendra really good. Michael's book is. Uh, is uh, more than meets the eye, and, mm. and of course, uh, it'll be. She will, of course, do some of her wonderful deductions, and, but they're hard to do. They're very hard to do because first you have to yeah. give the deduction, and then you have to explain the deduction. So mm. it, it takes a little while. Not only does it take a little, I wish I could do what she does. I mean, just looking at a scene and being able to assess what's happening better than the police is Kendra Michaels. I mean, seriously. Are you writing this one alone or are you writing it with Roy? The I'm Kendra writing Michaels one. With Roy? Well, that's going to be even more mm-hmm. fun. Is he coming yeah, out with anything brand new in between? I don't think so. Uh, this, this one uh, is really difficult. So we're, we're, mm. we're concentrating on that one, but <clears throat> but probably the next uh, Michael uh, uh, one will be might be Roy alone again. Because uh, are you going to bring in Jesse so in this one too? 
Or just Kendra? No. Just that, that one's Kendra alone. But probably the the one that that Roy is uh, uh, will be doing will will have Jesse in it, at least in in a, a big way because uh, he did th- those that so well and, and there's so mm. much demand for her. Did you like Jesse? Yes, I did. I you know which one I missed though. The one I really miss the most is the is Margaret the Course Whisperer. I love that character. Isn't she wonderful? I know. That's why I said, you know, you got to bring the got to bring the bring her back. Yeah, because she's really good. But every character, I mean, you just I just wondered what hap- what would happen if Eve and Kendra and Jane and Riley and all of them were all in the same story without Diane, of course. You can't do that. I know. <laughs> it, would, it, would be, it would be a thousand-page book, and you'd end up with not and still cheating them. <laughs> so where where do you see um, Eva's going to is going to do something with Riley? So what about Jane and Seth? What are they going to do next? Because you know they have to Haven't do something decided. really exciting. I know. Haven't decided yet, and and. You and you always have to be very careful with with uh, Jane and Seth because, I know. like I said, they're they're fantastic and and the readers really want them to be be on the page all the time. Well, that that's the hard part. How do you create the dialogue between Jane and Seth? Because sometimes he has the upper hand, but most of the time she gets the last word. So how do you do? How do you create the dialogue that you know? I, I was sitting there and reading. I'm going, wait a minute, I got to read more. Okay, now what is she going to say next? What is he going to say next? So how do you create that? Because a lot of authors create dialogue, and I want to take a snooze pill. And I'm going like, oh God, help me. And what I really like is that you don't write things like they had coffee right now, they ate that right. Now. I can't stand that. It drives me crazy. So how do you create this dialogue that keeps everybody wanting to read it? And I'll put the book down. Well, hoping that it doesn't end. Well, I I never even <clears throat> close the book. I don't create dialogue. Um, they create it. Once you know That's the characters, <laughs> uh, once you know the characters, they uh, they they do their own talking, and and uh, they they uh, they say what they want to say. So. I don't have much to say about it. It, it, it just, it, they just, the characters themselves talk, and I just, I just write it down. Well, this book I just read, you got some really cool reviews, early ones, some really good reviews on on um, Goodreads, and I don't read anything that anybody writes until after I publish my brilliance, whatever that's gonna be. But um, I I know it's like I emailed your publicist. She's sweet. She answers right away. I love people that when I have a question, I don't have to wait three years to get an answer. It makes it much easier. And she was the one that said, "Did you the two days ago? Okay, we said everything is fine. Do you need anything else?" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Thank God for these people." And then you get the ones that say to me, "Oh, I forgot to send you the book. That doesn't help." I'm noticing the sad part is, like I said, book mail is slow. And yesterday I received two copies of a book that sounds interesting. 
and I received another one that looks really great, but I'm not getting the ones for the interviews. That's why I was having a fit. I said, oh, my God, you can't do this to me. So where can everybody find out about all of your work, and where, and where can everybody buy the books? And um, this this one's staying on my shelf for a while because I don't give away the ones, especially the ones that aren't. This is not out yet. This is coming out September, right? Right, early September. It's going to be sort of like um, around my birthday. But the um, uh, that I, I I think my books are everywhere, uh, and um, they anybody can pick it up, and uh, it's and if that they if they like what what we've been talking about, then mm-hmm. send them there, and. Uh, I I enjoyed both of these books a lot, so maybe they will too, huh? Well, anybody that doesn't send a positive email is going to have to answer to me, because basically, <laughs> thank you. Basically, you know, I read after I've posted reviews, and I'm I read one of the authors the other day, and I'm saying like this didn't say anything; it just said. I hate the book, or this book was terrible, and that means nothing. It's like somebody getting paid to say something really not right. So well, one final question. How do you pick the titles for your book? Because Captive Pick is perfect. It has a lot of multiple meanings with this one. And A Face to Die For also has a lot of multiple meanings. How do you decide the title of the book? Because the minute I, I see the title, I go like, okay, wait a minute, I've got to read this right away. So how do you decide what what, what the title is? And in, like I said, in this one, captive has a lot of definition, a lot of multiple meanings. It's hard. A, a lot of times, uh, uh, the the publisher and the authors get together and try to mm. decide for a suitable title. Uh, a face to die for <clears throat> was just pure for me because it was. Uh, let Let's face it. That's exactly what it was, right? Yeah. Uh, and so. And so that's why it's titled that. Now, Captive, uh, it was, it, I started off writing the book, and all of a sudden it, it was a, a story about Captive. And then, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I developed the 200-year-old mystery, and that was Captive, mm-hmm. too. So there wasn't any question. There it was, Captive, because that's, that's what it was about in both modern day and in the past. It was fantastic. You know what else was great? It wasn't 700 pages. I, I guess, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. Anything over 450, and I'm going like, why, this is like, it gets boring after a while. And, you know, they repeat, it repeats itself, and I'm, well, sometimes every scene is the same as it was before. So this this has been great. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to get the the new one by you and Roy. As soon as it comes out, your publicist has to send it to me so I know, so I can schedule an interview for both of you. Because you know that's that's just me. Um, oh, that's, but first, you have fun. to write it. <laughs> so thank you so much, Iris. This has been so much fun. It just brightens my day when I do this, and I I forget about the outside world and the pandemic and all the horrible things that are happening, and I would think about something positive because I love reading. But before I forget, um, Monday, the author of the Potero Complex, 
on Wednesday, the author of The Swarm, and on the first architect of courage. But this is exciting. On September 6th, New York Times author who took over the Jason Bourne series, Brian Freeman will be there with I Remember You. It's scary, really scary. And on the 8th, ever so often I get hooked into this. I'm doing a medical show. Seriously? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did this once before, and he called me the other day, my hand surgeon, because he knows I have a trigger finger and don't want to do anything about this one. Um, He called me and he said, why don't we do an interview together on September 8th? We're going to talk about trigger finger, the causes, the effects, and Dr. Jeffrey Jacobson is the all-time expert on it. So we're going to talk about it. I sent him 40 questions, and he's excited, and I'm excited. He's got a sense of humor, and he promises to throw some jokes in in between and try to convince me to do my middle finger on my left hand. But, yeah, I do medical shows, and on October 3rd, Dr. George Cavuto, who is my professor when I got my reading master's, uh, is going to come on with me for the third time, and we're going to talk about how children acquire language at a young age and what type of learning children need and how children in kindergarten, what they should process, and what happens when somebody decodes words and they don't comprehend. So that's going to be October 3rd. We've done the medicalization of education and why children learn to read, and we're going to focus on the pedagogy and psychology of Yui, which I have memorized because of him. He's the reason why I know all this. But, Iris, thank you so much. It's a, I hope it's oh, beautiful where you welcome. are. It's just beautiful Actually, here. We've Everybody. been having rain forever. Oh, that, no, we, that, we were supposed okay. to have it yesterday. Did you have floods? Uh, not no, not here. Uh, thank you heavens. We we did in September. We lost our car. Everybody in the building in that hurricane lost their car, so everybody had to go out and buy a new one. And everybody in this building, well, two hundred some odd people, uh, lost cars. So we had to buy a new one. We were lucky that the place that we went to got we got the car the next day, but it, well, everything was gone, it was flooded. But everybody, let's everybody stay safe. Be careful. Iris, thank you so much. Everybody have a great day, and bye. And you. Thank you.